Welcome back to Lit Up With Low. I hope you're having an excellent week. It is so awesome to have you here. You know this podcast is my favorite part of the week. If you're enjoying the show as much as I am, please make sure you go to iTunes and rate and review. This is how the show grows. This week's episode is such a metaphor for life. I came in with so many talking points like I always do. I had researched the company of this founder and thought we would be talking a lot about skincare. What ended up happening is we went into this whole manifestation discussion, universal discussion, talking about synchronicities and worst case scenarios and our journaling practices. And it got very woo woo and I had a split moment where in my podcasting brain, I was like, wait, whoa, 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 this is not what I planned. Should I, you know, change the conversation? But in that moment, I was like, this is such an awesome combo that I'm having right now. Like, I am so into it. I would rather just, if I want to talk more about this girl's line, we should just set up a part two because the journey that we're on right now is so much better than what I had planned for. And in that way, life is so much better than anything we could have planned for. I find that when I let go of all my preconceptions of what life is supposed to be and just go with it, those are the best memories. Those are the best choices. And my life really takes me where I'm supposed to be going. I actually had a moment in the episode where I teared up because I experienced such a synchronicity with Monica where she was talking about how she was able to leave her job and how to leave her job she really just thought about what the worst case scenario would be and walking through what that would look like and how she would come back from it really helped her make the decision to leave and pursue her business full-time and I was experiencing some anxiety in the last couple weeks and I read it was reading this book that also recommended a similar exercise I've never done this before but I too just walked through my worst case scenario and how I would come back from it and it gave me such relief made me feel so much better and I haven't talked about this with anybody and then the next person that I interview brings this exercise up just blew my mind and it actually made me emotional And even though you'll hear all about this during the episode, I wanted to bring it up again in the intro just to give you guys the exercise if you are going through something and you need some help getting through it. Basically, imagine the very worst case scenario with what you're dealing with. What are you afraid of? What is that worst case situation that is the root of your anxiety and your fear? Now, solve it. What would you do if that happened to you? Obviously, if it's not fatal, there are things that you can do and write them all down and create a plan for how you would get out of it. If you're anything like me, it gave me so much comfort to realize that if the worst case situation came true, I would be okay. And you'll hear us talk through it in the episode. Um, Monica goes through her exercise. If you're having any type of anxiety or fear about something in your life, I really encourage you to do this exercise. It may not work for you, but it really worked for me. And it's going to be one of the most used tools in my toolbox. I have to credit Tim Ferriss. I got it from his book before hearing about it from Monica. And really anything Tim Ferriss tells me to do, I'll do. Side note, if anyone has a connection to him, let me know so he can come on the pod. Before I get into introducing Monica, I just want to also note that you can still use the code LITUP for Online Course Academy. This is Rebel Nutrition's incredible course that teaches you how to create an online course. She was on last week's episode, and I am just so amazed by her. I have been doing the course. I will be creating my own course so I can have passive income. And if you're interested in doing this as well, it's just, it's so much better than working with one-on-one clients because you can reach so many more people with the course. And she lays it out so well in her online course academy. So if you're interested, the link will be in the show notes and then you can use the code lit up for $200 off. Now for today's guest, Monica Little. Monica is the founder of Plant-Based Beauty, a clean skincare line made with superfoods that she founded in her apartment. She went full-time with the line at the end of 2019 and is selling her line in shops in Chicago and across the country. She's also the co-owner of the Chicago Makers Pop-Up Shop, which is a shop highlighting 30 different small businesses in Chicago. In this episode, we talk about clean skincare and what it means and why you should be using it, as well as what ingredients to avoid in your skincare. 
We get into the nitty gritty of being an entrepreneur and how Monica was able to build up her business on the side of her corporate job and the process of leaving her full-time job to go full-time in her business. We also talk about Monica's evolution into her business because she didn't start out as a clean skincare Instagram account when she started making these products and selling them on Etsy. She's actually a more of a fitness related account and it was when she took a time off of social media that she realized that she wanted to come back and be more holistic and clean skincare based. It's such a cool example of how you can pivot in your career and if you have an idea just start posting about start talking about it because if it doesn't work out you can always shift later on i think so many of us hold back because we're afraid it will change our mind later on we get into so much good stuff guys this is probably one of my favorite episodes we went into all of the woo woo that i'm into all of the journaling and manifestation and inner work that is just so necessary to figure out your passion and your purpose and monica feels the same way We talk about looking at what you enjoyed as a child and how that can define what your purpose is. It's such an inspiring episode and I know you're going to want to run to her website and order a product afterwards. So head to shopplantbasedbeauty.com or her Instagram at shopplantbasedbeauty. All of this will be in the show notes. And use the code LITUP, L-I-T-U-P, for 10% off your order. I personally love the avocado and algae face mask full of superfoods and it just leaves your face glowing. Make sure you let me know if you try it and the code is lit up for 10% off. And with that, let's just get into it. Here's Monica. Well, thank you so much for coming on. It's so good to finally meet you. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to chat with you a little bit more today. Yeah, of course. Um, Let's just start with like the beginning as I've been following you on Instagram and I've like kind of like seen your evolution over the last couple of years. So let's just, yeah, let's start at the beginning. Yeah, definitely. So I own a small business called Plant Based Beauty, which I have been running with probably a year and a half or maybe close to two years now. Um, so a few years ago, I really started to change my definition of health and wellness. So I used to be very active in like fitness and eating healthy, um, but I soon started to do research and realized that a lot of chemicals and products are also a big contributor to being healthy. So um, growing up a little bit of backstory, my mom had cancer twice. Um, so I saw her battle cancer and she's a survivor, but it's still really, really hard to see someone close to you go through that. So as I got older, I started to think through what is health, what is wellness, how do you truly be healthy and outside of diet and exercise. I think the products that we use and the chemicals within them are a huge part of that too. So there's a lot of research that shows different chemicals can cause long-term side effects like cancer. Um, So I started to experiment with my own and came across a few really fun combinations that I honestly just started sharing on Instagram a few years ago and people wanted to try them out too started sending it to others and people loved it and it kind of took off. So it was a super accidental business. I never thought I would really be here, but I've been doing it for about two years now and it's been so much fun. That's so crazy. What was your um, first product? So first product, um, there was two that I came out with, which are still my bestsellers today. So um, I have an avocado and algae face mask. So it has avocado, spirulina, moringa, three superfoods. So that's a big thing with all my products is superfoods that are really good for you that are also good for the skin. Um, so the avocado algae face mask has those three superfood powders and you mix it with water and apply for about five minutes. It leaves your skin super, super soft and smooth and bright. Um, so that was one of the first products that I came out with and it's still one of my best sellers. People love it. Um, And then I also came out with a serum. So I used to call it Moringa Rose Oil back when it launched. Now it's the Hue and Glow Serum. Um, So it's a nighttime facial serum, really hydrating and nourishing, but it's not overly heavy or sticky. So those are my two babies that I started with, and they're still with me now, and they're still two of my bestsellers. So those have been my little golden ones that have stuck around for a while. Well, I've tried your face mask. It's amazing. Oh, yeah, I know. I forgot you have tried it. Yeah. yeah. No, it's really, it's amazing. It does like really help my skin. And you got it way back when, like probably you were one of the first people that I think it, yeah, I think it was like a sample. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, oh, that's so cool. How did you know, like to even start with these like ingredients? Like at what point were you like, oh yeah, this, this is it. Yeah, good question. I get that a lot. People always ask me like, oh, are you a scientist or are you a chemist? And I'm like, what? No, not really. 
Um, I think nowadays with so many businesses out there, you really can learn so much online by doing research. I mean, knowledge is, is at our fingertips and you can learn so much just by Googling or reading a book. So how I first started experimenting, um, I remember I took like a three month break from all social media. I was like just kind of over social media. This was a few years ago. And when I deleted everything off of my phone, I was like, what am I going to do with all this free time? You know, once you delete social media, you start to realize how much you go to your phone to like pull up Instagram. But when <laughs> you don't have it, you're like, oh my God, I'm doing it again. Um, so I had all this free time and I just started to read a ton of books. Um, I love reading about um, alternative ways to be healthy, um, foods to eat, foods to avoid, um, different like mindset, positivity everything about like alternative healing. So I read a ton of books and a lot of these books just had different like essential oils that are good for certain skin concerns um, or even just general oils to use the serums, things like that. So read a ton of books, ordered a ton of different items and ingredients and just started to really play around with it. And I had so much fun experimenting. Um, and I really think some of them kind of just landed in my lap. Um, I'm a big believer of when you step back and kind of take time, ideas will kind of flow to you, you know, like once you create that space. So I do think like taking that break from social media, doing things that I love, like reading and just experimenting with the DIY things at home, um, really opened up a lot of space for these, these ideas to kind of just land on my lap and, and I ran with it ever since. Yeah, no, that's beautiful. I agree. And your social media has like changed throughout the years. I think I started following you like when you came back, but would you mind touching on like what your social media was before and like how it evolved? Yeah, definitely. That's a good question. So I have been on Instagram for a while. I think I started maybe four or five years ago, if not longer than that. Um, I used to be very into like fitness and working out and um, being at the gym seven days a week. And that's how I really started. My Instagram account was more of like a personal weight loss journey, I would say. Um, so I shared a ton of like gym tricks and workout routines and things like that. And then I started to share more about like diet hacks and foods to eat and just pieces of what I use to help myself lose weight. Um, but I kind of alluded to it earlier, um, my overall definition of like health and wellness really changed since then. Because back then I was really focusing on like eating low calorie foods and low fat foods and things that probably aren't really good for you um, that didn't really like nourish me or didn't help me in the long run. And I had so much inflammation in my body. I was just in constant pain every single day, even though I looked really, really fit and healthy. Um, I remember I would go to the gym and I would do one exercise and my entire neck would hurt and my hamstrings would be sore for like four days, even though I would stretch no matter what I did. So I just had all this inflammation in my body that was just firing probably because I, although I looked fit and healthy, I wasn't eating really well. Like all those little fat foods full of chemicals, full of fake sugar, all these like flavor additives, and they're just honestly not good for you. So when I took that break from Instagram that I mentioned, it was kind of at the peak of when I was really posting about diet and, and fitness and, and all that stuff. And I just got sick of it. You know, I was like, I feel awful. Um, I'm posting about all this on Instagram and it's no longer really has any passion left in me about these topics. And I was just like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to take some time off and kind of reevaluate like what means a lot to me and then maybe come back later down the line. So during those three months, that's when I read a lot of books and started really eating whole foods, eating healthy and avoiding dairy and gluten. And I realized how good I felt afterwards. And that escalated to like, okay, well, let's look at the products that I use and the products in my household. Cause I realized how beneficial all these small changes were making me feel that I just wanted to do more and see how good I could feel. So then I came back um, and my Instagram, once I came back, was more focused on these more holistic overall, like really healthy lifestyle changes and slowly transitioned to focusing more only about products and then eventually changed my name to Shop Plant Based Beauty. So now it's just about my products. So I didn't want to start a new Instagram page. I just kind of been rebranding over and over, but yeah, it's been a bit of a transition from all those different, uh, different lives and different passions over the past few years. 
Well, I've loved to see it. I've always loved how like educational your platform um, was too. So um, I've, uh, yeah, I've always loved following you. Um, at what point did you start selling on Etsy? Like, I know you said you sent out a couple products. At what point were you like, all right, this is, I'm selling this now. Yeah. So it's April of 2019, I think it was. Yeah. April, 2019 is when I started on Etsy. Um, and at that point in time, I was still working in my full-time job too. So all of 2019, when I officially launched on Etsy and I was promoting it more on Instagram, I was still working my corporate job full time and the end of 2019. So December 31st was my last day of my full-time job. I quit, um, because I really wanted to put my hundred percent of my time into plant-based beauty. And 2020 was then my first year of doing that full time. And of course, the pandemic hit. So that was a whole, whole other pivot of how to survive and thrive a small business during that time. Um, but yeah, 2020 was a very good year, a lot of learnings. Um, but, but yeah, started in 2019 and then have evolved ever since then. Wow. When did you know it was time to quit your full time job? Yeah, super good question. Um, I was just at the point where I was so stressed out from running both my full-time job and the side job um, that like something had to give, you know, I remember in, I think it was November of 2019, I did my first market. So they have a ton of these like craft um, small business markets in the Chicago area. And I did my first one in November and it was so stressful to try to make enough stock for the market, get my display figured out. I mean, there's so much that goes into these markets, like having your payment processing system, um, having some branding flyers, so much that goes into it. And the day of the market, and this is when I was still working full time, I finally got like everything done. And instantly, as soon as I was done, my body just like shut down and I had the worst cold I've ever experienced. And then I had to go to the market. You know, I was like finally prepared and I was so excited and I've never gotten sick so quickly. So I felt like my body was just like, you've done too much. Like, sorry, we can't do this. So I got super, super sick. And then I realized it was just way too much stress in my body to do both. So about three or four weeks after that, um, I kind of went back and forth with my husband for a few weeks and and he was a little, uh, he didn't believe I would actually do it. He goes, no, you're not going to do it. I'm like, yeah, I really think it's time. Um, So we went back and forth a few weeks just to make sure that it made sense. Um, But I had been saving up for a while. I had anticipated me leaving my full-time job at some point. I think I probably left it sooner than I ever thought I would have, but I'm so glad I did just because I needed that extra time to really get my business to where it is now. And um, yeah, looking back, it was, it was a scary decision, but I think it was the perfect timing to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sometimes when you feel like the pressure then you're going to thrive, you're going to shine because now you have to make your business work. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the biggest part of being a small business owner is exactly that. And you have to have that mindset. Like that is huge. Like knowing day by day, no matter what you do or or no matter what you try and what works and what doesn't work, that you're still out there um, trying new things, even after 20 things in a row fail, that you still come out the next day with something new just to try it out. That is like the biggest mindset thing that small business owners or any entrepreneurs really mm-hmm. need to have because you're going to fail 99 times. And the one that works is going to be awesome. But to be able to like pick yourself up and still have positive attitude and keep going every day is, is huge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you like your corporate job? I actually love, yeah, I love my corporate job. Really? Okay. Normally it's like, oh, get me out of there. Yeah. Well, I know it was actually, yeah. On my last day I cried and my boss cried and it was like so nice because she was awesome. I, Loved the team that I was on and my boss and the people that I worked with. Um, the overall like job duties, I enjoyed it. It wasn't like my passion. It wasn't like, you know, what I loved in life, but the people I worked with were awesome and the company was great. But so that was hard, right? Because I know a lot of people when they leave their corporate job, it's kind of like an easy thing to leave because they're like done and dusted and didn't like the environment or the people. But um, the last position that I had in my corporate job, I did really enjoy it. But I just love working on like problem solving for my own business so much more like there's just so much more passion behind it and it's so much more fun and even if you have all these like crazy problems that come up that you're like gosh I really wish I didn't have to deal with at the end of the day it's so rewarding because it's like your baby that you're nourishing and everything that you're working on so 
so yeah, I am super happy with with um, with the decision that I made to work on my business full time, and it's been just such a good year, year and a few months of running with it and seeing how it goes. Yeah, no, that's amazing. Congrats. It's been cool to watch. Um, did you really have to like examine like how much money was going to be coming in from plant-based beauty? Because I'm sure yeah, leaving a, you know, an income that you know is coming like every couple of weeks is probably like really challenging. And I'm, I'm wondering if, you know, other entrepreneurs like listening, like what would you suggest about like examining your finances and just really getting ready to take that leap? Yeah, that's a very good point. So I, by nature, am a big saver. Um, I don't really, you know, I don't really spend a lot of money. So I had a bit saved up probably, I don't know. I don't know how many like a month's worth I had saved up, but I had a bit saved up, which I think was super, super helpful. But I think the other side of it, I had so much trust and faith that no matter what happens, I would find a way to make it work. Um, and I think that is huge too, because when I first quit, I wasn't only doing plant-based beauty, um, at that point in time, I was doing some Instagram management for a few small business entrepreneurs where I would create the content, um, and manage their Instagram from end to end from like posting the content, engaging with their audience and things like that. So, um, I had that in my back pocket too. So I wasn't only focusing on plant-based beauty. I kind of had a couple other side gigs that were, that were going on at the same time. But in my mind, I knew that no matter what happened, I would be able to find some sort of job, some sort of income to sustain it for however long I would need to sustain it. Um, I also asked myself and um, my friend Ben had phrased this to me before I had quit when I had chatted with him. He goes, what's the absolute worst case scenario of you quitting your job and things don't work out? And in my head, I was like, okay, I can, if it doesn't work after three months, I can go back on the job market. Like I'm pretty confident in my resume. I'm pretty confident I could probably find a similar job to what I was doing in the Chicago area. There's a ton of companies. So that worst case scenario doesn't sound too bad. Like worst thing, plant-based beauty doesn't work. I have to go back on the job market. Not too scary. If I couldn't find a job because of whatever was going on in you know the economy or whatever, worst case scenario to that is maybe I work at a restaurant for a few months until I can find a job, or maybe I work somewhere else. You know, not maybe not the best case scenario, but still like not super scary. And then when you go one, one layer further, worst case scenario is, all right, I can't find any job at all. I've gone through all my savings and have to move back in with my parents. And then I was like, what is the likelihood of that happening? And in my head, it was like, probably not too likely. Like, I feel like I'd be able to find some sort of job and a couple months might be rough. And that's why I have that savings built out. But when I looked at it that way, I'm like, worst case scenario doesn't isn't scary. You know, it's not bad. If it doesn't work after three or four months, either one of those three scenarios that I outlined isn't that bad. And I don't think any of them would fall through to the point where I'm like, without any sort of help or anything around me. So that really, really helped. Um, but yes, I think I do think saving a bit. Um, I think people say like have three to six months worth of savings, at least to cover like your rent and your food and those types of expenses is good. So that helped a lot, but, um, but being scrappy with finding other ways to get income and then always trying new things and seeing what else is out there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I actually, I just got like emotional. I I teared up because I so believe in like universal synchronicities and within like the last week. So since I've had a guest on, I've been having a lot of anxiety and I read about, I'm reading this Tim Ferriss book. It's like 700 pages long, but he talks about this like worst case scenario thing. And I, I did that exercise and it made me feel so much better yeah. to realize that the worst case scenario is like, I would figure it out and I'm not yeah. going to go into the details, but like I, I walked through my plan for my worst case scenario and I was like, oh, wow, I'd still be alive and I'd still figure it out and I would right. be fine. And the fact that you just brought that up, I'm like, the universe is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. But I totally believe in that. I think like, well, I believe in both things. One I feel like worst case scenario, usually when you bring it down to what it is, it's not that scary. And Uh I think that that my friend told me about in this book that you're talking about too, because it just makes it so much easier to actually make those changes because the worst case scenario isn't so bad, you know? Yeah. Uh, But yes, in terms of like universe and synchronicity, I totally believe in that too. And I think that one thing I've realized in the last three months, especially is looking back at all my jobs and all the people I've met 
and all the things that I've done, I'm using so much of it right now, especially jobs like prior to the one that I just said that I really liked other jobs that I didn't enjoy and like small, you know, super small jobs from way back when I was young and like my first job ever. I'm now using some of those things now in my businesses. And I'm like, man, I totally believe everything, every single step of the way, everything that I've gone through so far has led me to where I am. And it's, it's all kind of coming together. And it's so nice to be mm-hmm. at that point where it is see like all of it meshing and, and realizing that it was all worth something. So it's, I, yeah. Oh, I completely agree. I'm so happy to hear that. I especially believe in the childhood aspect. I think so much of our childhood, people like don't think about it. They move on, they move forward. But so if you really tap into your childhood, there's so much there for you to yeah. like, if you're, I always say, if you're having trouble figuring out your passion or what you should be doing, like think about what you loved as a yes. child. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. So the last summer, this is a really, really good topic. So um, 2020 was my first year where I was working for myself full time. And we talked about like the monetary aspect and all that, right? And 2020, obviously COVID hit in March and being a small business owner that just left your full-time job where you were comfortable and then being hit by a pandemic and being like super, super scared about what to do and what's going on. um, I think that was a really good learning experience for me to start to like, disassociate myself from money a little bit so Mm -hmm. I think um, what you said about like finding what you like to do as a kid and what was joy I think that is huge I spent so much of this last summer of 2020 um, everything was shut down in Chicago so I would literally go to a park by myself I would bring like an outdoor blanket I would bring a journal and a personal development book and I would just sit there and read in the sun and just be in so much happiness right there I would go rollerblading. I would have my headphones on, like singing to myself, rollerblading up and down the Chicago Lakefront Trail. And people probably thought it was crazy, but it was like so much joy to me. I spent so much time um, last year really focusing on what finds me joy, because as a small business owner, I think we focus so much on like what brings me more money and am I making progress and am I hitting the next milestone and am I working 80 hours a week and am I doing this and doing that? But I feel like so much comes to you when you're actually in that space of joy, like that childlike joy. Like when Mm -hmm. you come home after being outside all day and you just like fall asleep so easy, like when we were kids, that's what we used to do, you know? And I, in the summertime, I just strive for that so much to have that joy of just being outdoors all day. Um, But I think that was like super helpful for me to disassociate solely from only doing things that drive revenue and bring in money to make sure that I was doing things that feed my soul and bring me joy too. Yeah, that's beautiful. You have to, especially the journaling component. I'm, I'm huge on that. Just giving yourself time and space to just sit alone with a journal and like see what comes out. Um, Cause me too, I lived in New York and it was just get up, get on the subway, go to the office, get back on the subway, you're home, you're exhausted. And there was just ne- never time to just like sit alone with my thoughts. And I don't, I'm not, you know, grateful for the pandemic, but I am grateful for a lot of that time that it gave me because I realized so much about myself. That's why I started a podcast. Yeah. No, I totally agree. I think so many blessings in disguise for the pandemic, like you said, just so many, I think people actually had the chance to sit down and think instead of mm-hmm. being on the go all the time, actually sit down and be like, what makes me happy? That was my biggest thing in 2020. Like take away the success, take away the titles, take away the work. Like what makes me happy? You know, if I didn't have all of these things, what brings me happiness at the end of the day? And I think having the space and time to really figure that out. And like you said, like sit by yourself and journal about it and figure out like, who am I without my success? Who am I without my business? Who am I without my title and my job? Mm-hmm. That was like, so, so life-changing to do all that work. Yeah, I completely agree. Well, especially like, I mean, with everything shut down, I used to identify myself so much by, you know, going out to eat when that, I mean, at the end of the day, that's something I do. That's not my identity. And when that's taken away, you really like f- figure out who you are. Yeah. Yeah. When everything is just away, you know, when there's like, mm-hmm. nothing left except going outside, going for a walk or, or sitting at home, you know, when there's nothing left to do, then there's really, it just opens up so much about what makes us happy and who are we at the end of the day so yeah I can totally yeah. like that. 
Oh, I could talk about this all day. I know. <laughs> I love this stuff. Me too. Would you, I mean, I understand if it's a private, but did you have like any aha moments and like those journaling or rollerblading sessions? Oh yeah. I was actually, oh, this is good. I was just rereading my journal from last year. And when I read this, I was like, man, I can totally relate to where I was, but it's been such a change since then. Mm-hmm. Um, I was doing this one exercise that said like, name a time where you've been extremely grateful and where were you and what were you doing? And I remember journaling. I'm like, I'm sitting here trying to think of a time that I was just so captivated in the moment and so grateful. And I can't think of like a specific time or place I was when I felt that feeling. Um, And when I was journaling, I realized that was because I was never like fully present. No matter what I did, I was always thinking about, you know, what do I have to do? What's on my to-do list or what do I have to do next? Or what other work do I have to do? Or I was like concerned about things that happened in the past. So I feel like being present is so, so, so important for you to actually be grateful for what's going on around you. Mm-hmm. So I, I was reading this journal entry and I, and I was just saying, like, I can't think of one time where I literally, literally stopped in my tracks and said, I'm so grateful for this right now. Not to say there wasn't things I was grateful for. Like, there's so many things I'm grateful for. And I'm so appreciative of everything in my past. But I just couldn't remember a time where I literally stopped and looked around and was like, wow, right now, I am so grateful for this moment. And it was so interesting to read that because now I was just journaling yesterday. And I was like, I'm so grateful that it's 50 degrees in Chicago, and I'm outside and I could hear the birds chirping and I'm drinking a matcha. And I remember yesterday morning just being so present and so happy and so grateful that now if that journal question came up, I would have said that, that would have been my answer, like such a small thing, but to Mm -hmm. actually be present and to be there and to fully embrace being grateful in that moment. So it was kind of crazy how that came up, came out, um, like reading that entry and then seeing that just the day before I was talking about how grateful I was for all these small things. So I think being present, um, that was something huge for me over the last year. Because when it comes down to it, I think happiness comes from being present, like in this moment, because right now in this moment, you and I talking, there is like nothing for me to be unhappy about, you know, like I'm super content, having a great conversation, everything is good. If I start to think about my to do list and the million things I have to do and all this work I have to do and the problems going on and what I need to fix, then I can start to get a little anxious and get a little worried. Um, if I think about the past and like things I would have done differently or these hard lessons that, that we're going through as a company, all these things, I start to get anxious about that too. But when you focus on like right here, right now, I'm like, this is the key to happiness is just to be like super present because there's nothing right now not to be happy about. So I think one of the big aha moments over the last year was being present and being grateful and embracing presence in order to really, you know, just feel gratefulness in the moment. That's beautiful. I I completely agree. I mean, when I sat down and was doing my journaling and was trying to figure out, okay, what, where are the pockets of the day that I can have more presence, more just like feeling like I'm in flow. And for me, it's deep conversation. And that's why I start, it was really the the excuse to start the podcast was just for me to talk to people all the time. Cause Mm -hmm. I felt like the day otherwise was just kind of controlling me. And Mm -hmm. I was like you said, just the day was a to-do list. And I was like, where, how can I just fit in more? Just like me sitting in my closet, having deep conversation with people. Yeah. Yeah. I totally get that. I get it. I think we get so caught up in like thinking of the past or thinking of the future and like things, you know, we have to do and we miss out Mm -hmm. on some really, really mundane, but magical moments that are just here right now, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So in a way, you're right. I think the pandemic was a bit of a blessing because I'm the same way where my whole life was like, what's the next thing? Okay. What's next. And then this past year I was like, okay, well now there's nothing for me to plan for. Mm -hmm. And and it gave me a lot of anxiety for a few months because I didn't know what to do with myself, but then eventually you figure out what to do. And then in those, those moments is when you really find what brings you joy. Yeah, I agree. And that goes back to what we were saying earlier about just having like that faith and trust that we will figure it out. You know, like Mm -hmm. I think everyone needs to have that, that, especially as like an entrepreneur or small business owner, just faith that you will figure it out. You might not have the answer today. It might be a little bit of a hard time, like when the pandemic first came about, 
Um, might be a little bit hard with like running a business during that time, but just having that unwavering trust and faith that you'll figure it out and you'll come out stronger in the long run. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, what uh, journal do you use? Oh, so I don't have like a prompt journal. Um, usually what I do in the morning, I learned this from, oh, I have the book right here. What is it called? There's a book called The Artist's Way. Have you heard of it? Mm-hmm. Uh, have you done it? Julia, Julia Cameron, right? Yes. I haven't done it, but I've heard of it. So good. Okay, I need about, to get it. I'm about three fourths of the way through. And I did a lot of it last summer when I had like all that free time in the park trying to figure out who am I. Um, so this art, the artist's way is an awesome book. It has a ton of journal prompts. So she talks about how everyone is an artist. So it's kind of tailored more towards people who are like paint artists or music artists, things like that. But I think it can be really towards anyone who's an entrepreneur or small business owner, or just even anyone who has any sort of hobby. I think we're all artists at the end of the day, but this um, book is so good with the journal prompts to really get you thinking about so many different topics about like money, about what you enjoyed as a kid, um, about like carving out time to actually do your art, to do your creativity. But there's a ton of really thought provoking questions in there. So every once in a while, I'll go in and do one of those. But one thing that she mentioned in the book is every morning just to do free form writing. Um, I can't remember the name of it, um, but like what the term is called, but I journal every morning and I just write. Oh, it's the morning pages, right? Yeah, she calls it morning pages. Mm-hmm. There's another term for it though. Um, but yeah, she calls it, calls it morning pages. So it's just two to three pages of free form writing, getting all my thoughts out. And that helps me so much because there's so many things that sometimes I just keep thinking about over and over and over and over. And once you write it on paper, it's like, it's gone. The emotion is gone. You're no longer tied to it. So one example could be like, if you got an argument with like your parents or your friend or your significant other, and you just can keep thinking about all the things you should have said in the heat of the moment, you know, you're like, Oh God, I really should have told them about this and this mm-hmm. and why they're wrong. Instead of like thinking about it over and over and over, just write it out, let all your feelings out on paper, and then you're done. And then like, you're not thinking about it ever again, and then it's over. So I love the morning pages, because that really helps me to just get all those thoughts out and just open up my mind for the actual day ahead of me instead of all these thoughts running through. Um, so I do that every morning. I love to do some prompts at the at the end of the day. I haven't, I used to do this a ton. I, I've dropped off a little bit in the past few months just from being so busy, but I love to do three things that I'm grateful for, like super small things, like birds chirping or sun in my face at the park, like super, super small things that I'm grateful for. Um, I do three self-love. So th- three things that love about myself and um, three money beliefs. So this, um, this is more about like changing your thoughts around money or abundance versus lack, you know? Mm -hmm. So even that could be things about like, I have enough time to do everything on my list. I have enough time to accomplish all things I need to accomplish instead of being in a lack mindset of like, I don't have enough time to do anything. And oh my gosh, I have so much to do. When am I going to get it done? So the money beliefs is kind of like, how do you flip um, and just think positively about abundance instead of being in a lack mindset? So I like to do those. Um, last year, I used to keep a journal next to me at all times and every single small sign of abundance, I would write it down. So if I got an email with a 20% off coupon for, oh, I don't know, whatever email list I'm on, even though I wouldn't use it, I would write it down. Or if I got like one sale that day, I would write it down. Or if I, um, I don't know, like accidentally got some sort of like charge waived or something, um, I would write it down. So I would keep a list of all these super, super, super small signs of abundance. And then at the end of the day, I would read it and be like, yeah, you know, the universe is there showing me signs that it's got my back and it's giving me all these little messages. So I love doing that one because I think that. that one is just like, I don't know, it's so cool because in the long run, you forget about all these small things. But when you have it written down and you can look back at it, you just feel taken care of, you know? That's so beautiful. Where did you learn about that? So the, the abundance list. Mm-hmm. So this one is from, I believe it's from Sarah Canal. She is one person that I used to do Instagram management work for. And she is an author, but does a ton with like thought leadership. And she's super like woo woo into all the abundance and universe stuff. And I just eat it all up. I love it. 
Um, and she had her clients do that exercise. And I was like, you know what? I really like that. Um, and then another way to flip that exercise is to also list out all the synchronicities throughout the day. My favorite. So, like just small things, you know, and I wish I had some lists in front of me, but I could say like, well, when just happened where you, I've never talked about that with anyone except for my fiance and that you would, my next podcast, I guess would bring that up about the worst case scenario is yeah. why. Yeah, absolutely. So if you had a journal that said, here's all the small synchronicities of the day, you could be like, you know, talk about worst case scenario with Monica and how that's a synchronicity. And, and you start to see all of these synchronicities and it just opens your eyes and really makes you believe that everything is happening for a reason and it's all working out. So I don't know. Those are just small things that I love. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm huge on that. And I've gotten my fiance into it, too, because it's like now it's like daily, multiple times a day where we're like, OK, that that's weird. Like yeah. what? <laughs> yeah. oh, I love that. I, I don't know. I just love it. It just makes me feel it makes me have so much trust that no matter what will happen, it's all for a reason. And everything, mm -hmm. you know, everything is tied in it. everything that we learn, and all the problems we go through and all the lessons is just building us to that next level of of whatever we need to be. So, so yeah, I love it. Yeah, no, I, I love it too. It always just, it just reminds me like we're not alone. The yeah. universe has our back. Like you said, I mean, the amount of times that like I've been kind of uh, thinking about a question, not sure the answer. And then I get like literally an email with the answer. It's just like, that's to me, like the universe is talking back to me. Yeah. And it's those small Best. things, you know, mm -hmm. those small things and noticing them and appreciating them. And then you get the bigger things. So, yeah, I know, uh, I know, I know, I love it. <laughs> so I'm sure I, since you started your business, quit your job, I'm sure you've had a lot of those. Yeah. Oh my gosh. For real. I notice it like crazy. Um, there's so many, there's so many crazy things that happen, like synchronicities and just, just what I was saying earlier, just realizing every single job that I've had is coming to full circle to what I do now. So like super, I mean, I have I have a funny example. So um, I also own, as of November of 2020, um, a store in Chicago called the Chicago Makers Public Shop. So my friend Anna and I, we um, created this shop together. So she's my business partner and the co-owner of the store. And we have over 30 local Chicago small businesses in the store. So my items are in there with plant-based beauty. Um, Anna, her candles, Virtue Alchemy Candle Co. are in there. And then we have 28 other small businesses, too. So talking about like going back full circle, um, I always joke because, okay, we own a store. Neither Anna or I have any retail experience. We've never worked in a store before. So we're totally wigging it, but having so much fun. But I always joke with her. I'm like, yeah, my very first job in Subway, like when I was working in fast food at a Subway rest restaurant, I'm so glad I had that job because we did things like closing lists. And we use a closing list now. And as we hired someone for our second location, like we have a closing list for them to follow. Um, and I was just laughing, like we had to buy a new mop. And I'm like, oh, when I worked at Subway back when I was 16, we had this type of mop in the back. So it's just crazy how those super, super small details, from like my very first job of coming back full circle. And then all my corporate jobs, like everything I've learned in my corporate jobs, I'm using now from like Excel skills or writing contracts. Mm -hmm. So much. And I remember some of those corporate jobs in the moment, I was just unhappy. I'm like, I don't want to be working on contracts right now. Like contracts work is so boring. Why am I doing that? But right now I'm like, I'm glad I did because now I can write a con three page contract for all the small businesses in our store and have it be like exactly what it needs to be. So looking back, I'm so grateful for all those experiences, but I do wish when I was in those jobs back then, I was more open-minded about mm -hmm. them and realizing like what I'm doing now will help me in the future. Even if I can't see it right now, even if I hate this mundane task right now, like I know I'll use this someday in the future. Um, so I, I, whenever I talk to people who are like in their jobs that they don't like right now, I'm like, do the best you can at that job and learn as much as you can. And even if you don't like it, and even if it seems like it's not going to bring you any value later on in life, I'm sure you'll use some piece of here or there. So just be the best you can and learn as much as you can wherever you are right now, because it'll come back full circle. Mm -hmm. Like a closing list when I was 16 at my first job. <laughs> like random yeah. stuff like that, you know? 
I agree. No, you did that for a reason. Um, we, I have a good exercise for you. You might, you seems like, you know, all the exercises, <laughs> so you may have already done this, but, um, I'm getting my yoga certification. So last night we were talking about, um, like different themes for yoga class. And we went through this exercise where write down a hundred things that have happened to you and then identify the lesson for each. Ooh, I love that. I know. And I only did, we only did about 10 in class, but I was like, oh my God, oh my gosh, everything has a lesson. Yes. I love that. That is so mm-hmm. good. And I was just talking to Anna about this last week um, because like being, so I have plant-based beauty and then we own the store. So it's two separate businesses and there's a lot going on and it's crazy chaotic and things are bound to happen that, you know, are like problems, right? Like you're bound to have to go through some sort of problem if it's with something happening in the store or with, I don't know. There, no matter what you're working on, there's going to be problems, right? And I was listening to this one podcast. Um, it's by James Wedmore, and I love him. Have you heard him? No. Oh, you'll love it. So he has a podcast called Mind Your Business Podcast, and he combines podcast and all the woo-woo stuff. Oh, I'm sorry, Ooh. business and all the woo-woo stuff. Oh, it's yeah, that's up my alley. Good. Um, and he talks about how no matter what stage you are in a business, if you're just starting off or if you're a multi-million dollar, anywhere in between, no matter what stage you, you are in, you're always going to have problems. Like just because you're a multi-million dollar company, whenever someone may get there, doesn't mean you're not going to have problems. You're still going to have problems and you're probably going to have even bigger problems that are more wide scale. But he said that every single problem you come across um, how you manage that problem is just a test if you're ready for the next level, mm-hmm. because the next level is going to be even bigger problems. And the next level after that, even bigger problems. So whenever we have like a small issue that comes up or anything, I'm just like, okay, how do we handle this in the best way possible? How do we learn from it? And then just take it as a lesson learned for the next level. Because you're going to think we look at it. Yeah. Go through those. Mm-hmm. There's no job that's ever going to be perfect that everything's taken care of. And even though it might look like that from the outside, it doesn't exist. Like no matter what, there's going to be lessons learned. So when he framed it like that, and then I was listening to, I don't know if it was a podcast or I was reading something, I don't know, but someone was saying like every problem is a gift. And I'm like, oh my God, that totally makes sense. It really yeah. is. Because you learn from it and then you're ready for the next level the harder problem because you're going to be even more successful and there might be bigger problems but you're ready for it and i don't know i love i love that exercise that you said and it just kind of yeah. got thrown there but i'm going to do that one the hundred lessons learned yeah oh well, i'm going to be adding to it um but i yeah, i know i love what you said there too and i think learning more about that stuff and reading more about people who went through problems to get to where they are today is so helpful. I mean, because I, I've never read a story. I mean, I read a lot about like businesses starting and um, all these people that we look up to now. And I've never read a story that's like, Oh yeah, it was easy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's hard. I mean, it's going to be hard. And if it was easy, everyone would do it, you know, everything. Exactly. So it has to be hard because then it weans out the people who are serious and passionate Mm -hmm. Who will do whatever it takes to overcome those problems and learn those lessons and keep progressing. So that's, that's the whole fun of it. And what makes it, you know, a, a fun challenge every single day. Totally. Do you have any um, favorite personal development books? Oh, so the artist way for mm-hmm. sure. That one is so good. Oh my gosh. Um, it's really, really good. I'm looking in my little drawer right here. Um, so I have read, um, shoot. like I read everything is figure outable. That's mm-hmm. one of those, right? I really like that one. Um, you are a badass. I've read that one, which is really good. So I, I love reading stuff like that. And like, those are my favorite. Too. One book that I love it's, it's called the abundance book by John Randolph price. Um, it's a mini book. It's like four inches by two inches, super small. And it's only 30 pages. So you could honestly finish in a day. But this is one of those books where I was talking about earlier about like disassociating yourself from like money and success. Um, The abundance book talks about how your abundance comes from first establishing happiness with where you are right now. And one phrase that he says in the book is no person, place or condition is responsible for my happiness. So a lot of people say, um, I'll be happy when I'm in a relationship. I'll be happy when I'm married. I'll be happy when I have kids. I'll be happy when I finally have a house instead of living in a cramped apartment. I'll be happy when I get a promotion. I'll be happy when I get more money. And what happens is when you actually get that, you realize you're not 
much happier. Like you, you probably are happier when you have kids, but your internal happiness mm-hmm. is not fulfilled. Like you love your kids in there. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong, but, but it's still like your internal, your soul's happiness. And this book says no person, place or condition um, controls my happiness. And it just puts it all on you. Like you are responsible for your happiness. Happiness is something you have to work on and it takes effort and it's not just going to happen one day. You're not just going to wake up one day and be like, Oh my God, I'm happy. It's actually like you have to wake up and try to be happy and work on it and work on your mindset and focus on just the small things that you do have and be grateful for them. And then it builds and grows. And then you start to attract all this abundance to you because you're happy at your core. And then that attracts everything towards you. So it's called the abundance book. It has like a 40 day meditation in there. Um, that is so good about like removing your ties to money, people, conditions, places, being associated with your happiness and just finding happiness at your core. It's so good. I love it. Wow. That's so amazing. God, I, I've just decided that this is going to be the podcast. And then w- would your business partner want to come on for like a part oh, two and we could talk about the yeah. pop-up? Cause I'm like, we've, we haven't, we've barely talked about yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. You should have Anna on. She's awesome, and you will love her. And she. Well, would you both be interested in coming on together? Yeah, let's do a joint one. This is I. This is the first on on mic um, part two that I've scheduled. I'm (laughs) like, this is so much fun. Yeah, Anna's great. You'll love her, and she's into all this like woo stuff, which I think is why we get along so well. And how we, yeah, how we overcome all. I stuff. love that so much. Oh, I can't wait to talk to you both. Um, well, yeah. So in that episode, we'll talk about all about the pop up shop. But I am, I want to know um, what stores like did you get your product in before you opened the shop, and like how did you go about that? Yeah, good question. So right now, my products in the Chicago area, I think I'm in about seven or eight different stores. That's amazing. Um, and then I'm in quite a few stores around the U.S. Um, I have them on my website. I'm probably in like 20 stores total or something. Wow. Um, but yeah, store outreach is awesome. Um, it's really just a ton of putting yourself out there and, mm-hmm. you know, sending out 200 emails and you get five back that are hit and just pitching your products and finding stores that you relate to and have the same brand values. Um, so yeah, it's a lot of outreach. Um, I spend a lot of time finding stores that I resonate with. Um, reaching out to them, pitching my products. Um, and yeah, you just, you, you send a lot out and you get a couple back and then you go from there. So that's been really fun. Um, I've also been in, in a couple uh, subscription boxes, like skincare subscription boxes. I have a really, really big one that's coming out end of March too, which I'm super excited about. Oh um, so same process there. It's just a lot of outreach, you know, like for your business to grow, you have to do the work. I don't mm-hmm. think, and I mean, there are some places where people scout me and find me and are like, oh my God, I want your plant-based beauty products in my store. But I think 90% of the time, it's just you doing outreach, you reaching out, pitching your products and then getting some hits back. So, so yeah, that's been a lot of fun. Um, have met a lot of really cool um, store owners in the Chicago area that have my products that are just awesome small business owners. We've built a lot of really good connections and yeah, super, super thankful for the Chicago community because everyone here is so supportive of small businesses. It's awesome. So yeah, love nice it. to hear. That's awesome. Are you still making everything in your apartment? So no, this year, um, so the store that we have, the Chicago Makers Pop-Up Shop, um, the front half is a store and then the back half, we have a wall that separates it, is now where I make my skincare products and then oh, Anna, my awesome. business partner, makes your can. So it's been so nice to get it out of my apartment because it was over. It was everywhere. I'm not kidding. It was in my closet, in my kitchen cupboards, in my hallway, everywhere. Um, So we have been just so excited to get that store space with the workshop in the back to be able to move that and have space. And it feels so nice. So that was a huge step to, to get that into a new spot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's huge. I'm sure. I'm sure your husband's grateful. Oh my God. Yeah. He, he's beyond happy. He's, yeah. He was uh, asking me to get all my stuff out for a while. It's funny because right when you walk into our apartment, there's a little nook and I would have just all my boxes and packages when my business was still in my apartment. And he would come home from work, open the door, box would fall over. You'd trip over the box walking in. And he would always joke and say that, that's his favorite thing to come home to after a long day at work. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, no, I get it. Um, so so yeah. Yeah. So it's been nice to, to get that out of the apartment. It feels more like a home now mm-hmm. instead of like a business crowding in on every single mm-hmm. 
It's so awesome to hear how supportive he is too. That's oh, huge. Yeah. 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 He is. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Couldn't do without him, which is good. Yeah. Um, so I just a few final questions before I have you on for part two. <laughs> um, what chemicals or like ingredients should listeners like really be paying attention to in their skincare? Do you have any like big ones that like if that is on your bottle, it needs to be gone? Yeah. So a good one and a super easy one too is fragrance. Um, so fragrance is something or perfume or perfume. Sometimes people spell it in that way. Um, so fragrance is basically a blanket statement that, um, companies use as like their proprietary smell of the product. But in reality, there can be a lot of other chemicals underneath that blanket statement that fall into it. So it's just not being transparent. Right. Um, so then there can be chemicals that can be like hormone disruptors um, that can lead to things like cancer later down in the line. So fragrance is one in particular um, that it's good to avoid. If you have deodorant, for example, um, avoiding aluminum in deodorant is huge because aluminum basically blocks your armpits from sweating. Um, but you want to sweat because you're releasing toxins. So when you're blocking your armpits from sweating, you're keeping those toxins right near your armpits, which is like near your lymph nodes, which can then lead to breast cancer. There's a ton of studies that show the link between those. Um, but a really good resource to look up different products to see how safe they are is EWG. So if you go to EWG.org, I believe it is, it's an environmental working group. You can type in any product. It lists all of their ingredients and then the range from like one to 10 for each ingredient. I believe the closer to 10 it is, is the worst that ingredient is. It lists the side effects, why it's bad, what it can lead to. Um, and then you can look up all the ingredients, um, all the products in your household to see how their ingredients um, stack up. So those are a couple things. Um, but with our products, we only use superfoods. So every single item on the label, you'll know what it is. There's no long chemical words that you might be concerned or confused about. Um, we only use superfoods. We don't use any chemical additives or preservatives. Um, everything's organic, non-toxic, vegan, entirely safe. So awesome. if you really want to make it easy, just go for um, ingredients in the label that you know what those words are. Perfect. That's easy enough. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have a morning routine? Oh, yes, I do. Um, <laughs> I had a feeling. <laughs> yeah. Um, so morning routine is I wake up and I meditate. Um, I love Sarah Blondin on Insect Timer. Have you listened to any? No, but I will. Oh my gosh, she is a goddess. She is amazing. She has so many really good meditations on Insight Timer. So I listen to one of hers um, every single morning, maybe like 10 to 15. I do a little Palo Santo, get get in the little uh, meditation mood. Then I do those morning pages where I will um, journal uh, two to three pages just to get all my thoughts down. Um, and then I just like to get ready, right? Um, I use a dry brush, I use a tongue scraper, um, I use a gua sha facial massage tool. So those are just some like wellness things that I do in the morning, um, get ready, eat breakfast. And my big thing is just not to check my phone until after all that is done. Um, I feel like that's huge. Because mm-hmm. as soon as you check your phone, first thing in the morning, you're automatically in anxiety mode, even if you don't realize it. Mm-hmm. I notice the days that I check my phone in the morning, Later on, I just have a harder time. I'm like anxious later in the day or I have a harder time sleeping that night. So you might not notice it right away. Like you might check your phone in the morning and not really feel anything, but I totally feel like it affects you later on. So just having that nice peaceful morning to meditate, journal, get ready, have breakfast before I touch my phone. I feel like that's a huge one. Totally. No, it sets the tone. It um, allows you to control your day and direct your day versus you just reacting to what's on your phone. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. What time do you wake up? Um, around like six thirty. Yeah, good one. What about you? Um, I've been trying to get up at five some days. <laughs> but it's a struggle. It's been like I've been trying to do this for all of twenty twenty one. Yeah. So it ends up being more like maybe closer to seven, or like I wake up and then go back. I like do morning routine and then take a nap. <laughs> oh, I see. I see. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I'm big on sleep. Like I Me need too. Uh, at least eight eight mm-hmm. and a half hours. So Same. 10 to 6, 10 to 630 is usually, yeah, when I'm sitting. Perfect. Um, okay. And then my last question is, what is your gift? Oh, what is my gift? Oh, gosh, that is a good question. Like, what is my gift to others? Mm-hmm. To the world? Like, what is, Ooh. why are you here? I love that question. So kind of alluded to the Chicago Makers pop-up shop, and then we'll get Anna on to the part mm-hmm. two. 
but I really feel like community and bringing community together is my gift. Um, with this store that we have, I have had so much fun at getting to know other small business owners and helping them and building a network and bringing everyone together and building that community and seeing that all come together. That has been so rewarding and absolutely love it. So I really, really feel like that is my gift. That's what I'm here for. Um, and I do think through plant-based beauty, I get that community too, through meeting people who try my products and sharing my um, like reason behind the products and sharing about my mom and, and seeing people try these products and love them and make um, changes to their lifestyle through them too. So I just think community in general, um, I think that's my gift. I just love it. I, I feel like that's, that's my purpose, you know, to help others in any capacity possible. And I get to do that through both the businesses that I have. Well, you definitely are. I see it. So this was an amazing conversation. I it went in so many directions I, I had was not expecting. So thank you so much for that. This is like the best way to start my day. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And I can't wait to chat with you again soon. Yeah, I can't wait. Thank you so much for listening to Lit Up With Flow. If you enjoyed this episode, please head to iTunes to rate and review the show. This is how the show grows. Make sure you check out www.shopplantbasedbeauty.com to check out all of Monica's amazing products and use the code LITUP for 10% off your order. Can't wait to talk to you next week. Have a great weekend and I'll see you then.